0: This is the Neil Evans Says podcast.
1: It's such a professional racehorse, Mr Brightside. It cruised up inside runners, saved a lot of ground, then switched around late and got over the top of him in what was a pretty good addition.
0: And to the outside, Mr Brightside. Alligator Blood moves up and takes the lead but Mr Brightside's challenging. Mr Brightside up to Alligator Blood. Cascadian late. Mr Brightside in front and Mr Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian the inevitable.
1: This week, 11 says Brett Navdala might have to
0: steer off the fence
1: but I think this is a lovely race around about that $10 mark for Private Eye to win the TJ Smith
0: and Private Hello and welcome to the Neil Evans Says Podcast. It's the grand finals of Australian racing over the next two weeks at Royal Ramwick. $23.7 million in prize money up for grabs. And it all kicks off this Saturday, day one of the championships. The Doncaster Mile, the TJ Smith Stakes, the Australian Derby, the Sires Produce Stakes and of course we've got the country championships final. We're going to cover it all with Neil Evans. Neil, welcome aboard. What a big day of racing coming up.
1: Hello, Sumsy. Yes, hello to everyone out there. And it is a massive day, of course. It is a time of the year that uh, we count down from a long way out. Uh, April Fool's Day, so let's hope there's no groundworms up in the clouds there. There might be, though. The weather's a bit fluky. Soft six at the moment. Uh, I think we might get to a five, but there is rain forecast for the day. That's going to be very tricky, uh, particularly if the rain comes in the middle of the meeting. That makes it tough. A lot of the chances are drawn a long way apart. Uh, so... It's going to be very crucial, obviously, the inside ground against the outside ground at Randwick. Big feels but a lot of star quality on show, particularly in the TJ Smith. Uh, That's a super-duper Group 1 sprint. Uh, Really, the the Everest of the autumn, you should be calling it. So uh, that's the highlight and a fabulous day. The country horses in town, of course, for their big final. And it will be a cracking day at Royal Randwick for sure.
0: Yes, it's going to be a terrific day. A crowd of over 40,000 expected at Royal Randwick. And we're going to cover off races six, seven, eight, and 9 to start. The track, uh, as Neil said, is predicted to be a soft 5 or 6 for Saturday. The rail is true. It's been a mostly wet week in Sydney. Warm and sunny, though, leading into race day with a couple of brief showers for for Saturday and cooler than it's been for a while as well, with a top of just 21. First up, we got race six. It's the $1 million Group One English size produce stake, set weights for two year olds, 1,400 metres. The last horse to do the triple crown and win the golden slipper, the English size, and the champagne stakes was Piero in 2012. Fireburn did the double and won the slipper and size last year. Neil, this year's winner of the slipper, Shinzo, not in the size this Saturday, but cylinder who finished second in the Golden Slipper, is the favourite at $2.15 with Tab.
1: Yeah, and rightly so from the draw. Drawn drawn gate four for j Mack and James Cummings. Cylinder, of course, beaten by Shinzo in the Slipper. Never finished further back than second in five runs. Just one of those on-speed, bulletproof pattern horses who'll jump into a position, uh, proven in soft ground when it won the Todman in the small field. So, look, it's rightly on top. I think it's under the odds getting out to 1,400 metres. I think this is a very handy version or more than handy version uh, of the size here, with some big finishes, you can get home. So a lot will depend on that, on the tempo, the sectional breakdown in the first half of the race, uh, to see where cylinder uh, is positioned. Look, I think it's under the odds. It is the one to beat, but under the odds for me, one that's way over the odds, and I'm a little bit relying on the on on the on the sheer ability this horse has. Uh, but number eight, Cafe Millennium. I think it's a whole new ball game here. The horse hasn't raced for a month uh, since it sort of over raced and was out the back in that very small. Group two, Todman Field behind Cylinder. Totally unsuited that day. A horse that needs a speed on and needs to be able to finish. We saw that on debut when it won the Piero. It came from last uh, in a ripping finish here, and it really sailed home uh, and hit the line and won with plenty in hand. That's the ability that Cafe Millennium has. Getting to 14 in the big field now, soft track, drawn out a little bit. The Winkers go on the first time. I think the Winkers a gear addition is massive and I think at massive odds, it's way over the mark. I think the real cafe millennium you might see on show here. So watch for this Colt steaming home at big odds to knock them all out, number eight. Definitely leaving in uh, Cylinder as the benchmark in the field. Uh, Fourth up, super fit. It goes in for second, number one. And Don Corleone needs the brakes. It's a tricky draw as well, particularly if they're off the fence. It's in two. We'll need to probably get away from there, and get clear room from the 400 to be in the finish. But there's no doubting the uh, the finishing motor that Don Corleone has, he goes in for third. So uh, first of the group ones, the English size at the big value, number eight, Cafe Millennium, to blow them out, to beat one cylinder and two, Don Corleone.
0: Okay, that's Neil's tips. He's going for the value with number eight, uh, Cafe Millennium at $21, and number one cylinder, number two, Don Corleone. Race 7, the $3 million Group 1 TJ Smith stakes weight for age 1,200 metres racing at 3.55pm. A field of 15 runners, the best of the best sprinters, Neil, with number 10 giga kick, $4 to win with Tab. But the big question that I guess will be answered this Saturday is whether the champion, number one nature strip, is still the king of the castle. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, uh, look, the Everest in the autumn, it's a cracking race. It is a really high-rating sprint, this one. Look at the depth in the race uh, from the older horses right down to, in secret, the three-year-old filly down there at the bottom, the new market winner. To answer that question, Sumsy, no, he's not the champion. He's been given time since failing in the Lightning down the Flemington Strait 1,000 metres, but at eight years of age, and you, you, know, you, ne- you never want to put the full line through the horse, but at eight years of age... This is a really, really high class field. Stepping up to twelve hundred metres, a middle gate. Uh, you don't mind that with options there for James McDonald, but you know it's six dollars plus for a reason. And I don't think it can win the race. Um, you know, I'm not suggesting it can't run a big race, but I'll be gobsmacked if Nature strips the first horse home.
0: I tell you what, there's probably about three horses in this race that probably can't win it, and the rest of them out yeah. of the fifteen can. I mean, you've got Maria Mia at thirty-four dollars.
1: Yeah, won three of us last four, hasn't she? For Joe Pride, yep. and um, yeah, it, it's stagnant. But that's the depth in the race. This, this will rate through the roof, all being equal. Looking, at, I think the best value for me is Private Eye, number three, uh, Sumti. I'm, a, I'm, as you know, I'm a big fan of the horse for Joe Pride. The run, you have to you put it in context. The run down the Flemington straight behind In Secret was a beauty, drawn on the on, on the flat side, uh, which was inferior ground that day, giving. I think about six and a half kilos to in secret and rent it to under two lengths on the wrong side of the track. That was a big run from Private Eye first up, better suited here at weight for age coming back to Sydney second up and getting to the 1,200 metres. And we just hope that the inside ground holds up okay because that's where Private Eye's drawn, drawn two of 15. Uh, that's going to be tricky. Brett Navdala might have to steer off the fence, but I think this is a lovely race around about that $10 mark for Private Eye to win the TJ Smith. A whole stack of um, challenges, of course. If they're playing the other way and they're well off the fence, number six, I Wish I Win, who comes through that new market form as well, finishing off from the back, is right in the race. Drawn out, very wide, but if, uh, if I Wish I Win, we know what it can do. If it gets uh, the right sort of toe up at the 600 metres, Look for I Wish I Win to be steaming down the middle, third up here. And then, you know, also Giga Kick, uh, being given time, terrific in the challenge, the group two behind Passive Aggressive and Eduardo, the closing sectionals that day were sky high. They were brilliant. We just know how Giga Kick, the Everest winner, how this horse can reload, can reset off any sort of break, four weeks into it, you've got to be respectful, although maybe not suited weight for age, but Giga Kick, uh, is a high class sprinter, as we know and as you say Sumsy, you know I'm leaving out 15 in secret um the great Philly at 1200 meters probably her best trip but not suited under the weight for age scale in my opinion Marzu's a knockout, second up um, yeah and also lofty strike has been mm-hmm. uh, the Cran- the horse horse been smashing the line comes through the new market look it's a it's a closer it's a big closer if it gets a late look fourth up as well so fabulous race. At the value for me, number three, Private Eye, to win the TJ Smith. To beat, I wish I win, getting home hard, number six into second. And I'll leave in 10 Giga kick for third. Uh, But those other horses play them all in the the trifectas and first four as well. Terrific race. Best race in the Southern Hemisphere all weekend.
0: That's race seven. The TJ Smith stakes. Neil's tips are three, six, and ten. Let's go to race eight. The $4 million Group 1 Doncaster Mile Handicap. The winner is exempt from the ballot for the richest race of the autumn next weekend, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Previous winners include Gunsin, Superimpose, Sunline and Winx. Last week's winner of the Australian Cup, Cascadian, won it in 2021. And Mr Brightside, who won the Doncaster last year, is back. And he's the favourite, Neil, with Tab at $5.
1: Yes, wide market, and you'd expect that. Uh, Soft ground, 20 runners. Uh, High, wide and handsome, always the Doncaster. Far from a cracking field this year. I think there's... Not a lot of depth. I think really the cream will come to the surface here. You mentioned some of those winners. There's no real star here. and, and But the horse, without a doubt, the outstanding preparation is number two, Mr. Brightside. All-star mile winner third up. And what impressed me about that, and I, I've got to say I did doubt the speed map in the race went the wrong way. Uh, Mr. Brightside proved me wrong. The fact it was drawn in that day which worried me around the valley, but the horse just, it's such a professional racehorse, Mr. Brightside. It cruised up inside runners, saved a lot of ground, then switched around late and got over the top of them in what was a pretty good addition. I think that's an outstanding dress rehearsal uh, for the Doncaster. Won it last year on rain-affected ground and I think as long as There's traction inside. He's drawn gate two. I think it's Mr. Brightside's race to go back-to-back in what is not a strong addition. Look, I think the danger at very big odds is number 16, Zoo Gotcha. Uh, Given a few weeks since the Group 2 far-lap win, this is the three-year-old on the way up, and it's drawn to probably get in the better ground two out wide by the time we get to this race. So well into double-figure odds, you've got to cover number 16, Zoo Gotcha, for Chris Waller third up. You've got to respect horses like Fangirl, who's been smashing the line. Drawn off the track with Joe Moreira riding, and even horses at huge odds like Golden Mile, who yep. was disappointing last up, but I, I wouldn't rule it out. Fourth up, I think it's a chance. But and even Linderman, yes, drawn off the track, but Rockhard fit, last start winner will go forward if we can get across. Linderman's in the hunt, and and we should also, of course, mention Alligator Blood third up from a middle gate. It'll go forward as well. So look, it, you know, it's it's a fascinating race without being a great one, but I think it sets up beautifully for Mister Brightside. Uh, all being equal with the track i think it's the one to beat so pretty confident race eight number two to win the doncaster go back to back uh, mr brightside to beat zoo gotcha number 16 the three-year-old and leaving in alligator blood up the top third up number one to run for third
0: that's race eight the doncaster neil's tips are two 16 and one neil uh, can i just ask you uh, mr brightside i mean yeah. what of course what happens next if uh, if mr brightside wins this one where would they take him?
1: I'm not sure. Um, it, fourth up, it's it's one of those horses that doesn't tail off in a prep. It keeps its form going. And there's no question it runs 2,000 metres. So, look, don't be surprised. If it if it fires here, it goes on the seven-day back up straight into the Queen Elizabeth. I think that would be a nice way to top off the prep. Doubtful it could beat Animo, who's, who's obviously going to be fresher, but that could well happen for sure.
0: And it would be... Far too tempting, wouldn't it, for the owners? I mean, because the prize money is so big with the Queen Elizabeth. You'd you'd want him in there.
1: That's massive, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no question Mr Brightside can run out a a tough 2,000 metres and you you might have to do that. To win back-to-back Doncasters but uh, I'll tell you what if you want to buy a share in a horse just anything that's got that sort of commitment professionalism makes very few mistakes Mr Brightside is one of those horses
0: okay let's go to race nine it's the two million dollar group one Australian Derby set weights for three-year-olds 2,400 meters it's part of Australia's three-year-old triple crown which includes the Ramwick Guineas the Rosehill Guineas and the Australian Derby is the final leg the winner is also exempt from the ballot for the Queen Elizabeth next week. It's $1.16 million for the winner. First run in 1861. Previous winners, it's an all-star cast again, Neil, with Farlap, Peter Pan, Dulcify, Kingston Town, Bone Crusher, Octagonal. It's a done deal. What about its win? I think it was about six lengths, wasn't it? Many, many winners there, including Hitotsu, who won it last year, Hugh Bowman on board the favourite with Tab at $3.10, number one, Sharp and Smart.
1: Yes, uh, in. you can't blast me off Sharp and Smart. I think it's the best three-year-old in Australasia. It's back from across the Tasman where it won a fairly weak New Zealand derby. Uh, it's won its last two at Group 1 level for the Rogerson camp over there. I still haven't got over it being run down on the last few strides in the Victoria derby. Last spring, I remain a massive fan of Sharp and Smart, even with uh, gauge 17 here, so it's drawn the second widest. Late in the day, we're talking 5.15pm, you probably want to be off the fence anyway. I think Sharp and Smart, in what is a pretty average edition of the derby, only needs to find some sort of cover early. Hugh Bowman will obviously be well aware of that. And I, I, I just all being equal, I can't see the horse being beaten. I'm respectful of four Pericles for Godolphin, whose form's good. Uh, of course, very good and has a nice habit of putting uh, himself into the race as well. And also number keep a watch on number nine, Mark Twain, who comes through the same form lines that uh, Sharp and Smart does from across the Tasman, comes over with this race in mind. Roger James, of course, who's the trainer behind Prowess, the very good filly. Uh, who won last week, now gone back to New Zealand. Mark Twain, though, to me, is at least a length, if not two lengths under Sharp and Smart, and we're all here at the set weights in Derby. It's the one to beat. I think it's the best bet by a mile in all the Group 1s, number one, Sharp and Smart. To win the Australian Derby at Group 1 level, um, I'm going to put in number nine, Mark Twain. They've had this race in mind for a long time. Needs to find a length, but it has got the trainer to do that. So number nine, Mark Twain for second, and leave in number four, a very consistent Pericles in for third.
0: That's race nine at 5.15pm. It's the Australian Derby's Neil's tips are 1, 9 and 4. Let's finish off with a quick look at the country championships final. That's race five, Neil. It's uh, 1,400 metres. Who are you thinking for this one?
1: Look, I'm very on cool, number one, Akasawa, for Paul Masara, and uh, my great mate, the Raging Bull, as I like to call him, Aaron Bullock, who's riding. Akasawa's only had the one run back, but I remember that race well got out wide and and, and just thundered down the middle. They've had this race in mind for a long time. Akasawa is a horse that performs best when very sparingly raced, and I think it's got a ton of class here. Got to carry 59, but can do that. I think the danger's number four, Tal Brager, uh, who won a sprint race first up. This is from Cody Morgan in Tamworth, won a sprint race first up, then went to the 14. It was a big jump in distance which I remember at the time thinking that's going to be an arse, but I tell you what, it covered off that very, very nicely. Got a ton of ability. Cody's got J-Mac to ride, and the horse has the speed to get over from a wider draw. So Talbregar's right in the race. Uh, There's many, many others that could run into the money. Keep watch on number seven, Bianco Villano, who's very fit. Deep into the prep, was really strong and winning, winning the qualifier to get here for an Aubrey trainer called Ronnie Stubbs, who's very good, has a very good strike rate, placing his horses in the country, and then taking him to town, whether it's Melbourne or Sydney, and getting some sort of return as well. So big watch at the value, number seven, Bianco Villano. But always a great race, the country championship final, 1,400 metres, but for me, the winner right at the top. Number one, Akasawa.
0: This is the Neil Evans Says podcast. You can follow Neil on Twitter and get more racing info and tips for all the big regional races in New South Wales. Neil's Twitter handle is at Mail. You can also read Neil's weekly racing preview in The Sportsman, Australia's most authoritative racing journal. Audio at the start of the podcast, courtesy of RSN and Racing New South Wales. Please gamble responsibly. We release the podcast every Friday by 12 p.m., even earlier on a Thursday uh, most weeks. So if you follow us, you'll get an automatic notification when it's released. Simply hit the follow button on your podcast player. Well, I tell you what, Neil, uh, it is yeah. a, a great relief uh, to have a big day of racing after. Last Saturday, of course, everyone in New South Wales had to go to the polls uh, and the election is now you know, well and truly done. I, I think they're still counting some of the votes. Yeah. But it made me think about the days. Remember these used to have the funny uh, names for the parties? Oh, People yeah. used to register funny parties. You know, remember there was the party party party? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wasn't party to that. But, yeah, there was, the, you know, there, there was a smiling fan club party and the poodle party and the put, fluffy cat party and the um, more the sex party. party. What yeah, about the more sex party? The more sex party. It wasn't party to that either, I'll give you the tip. Weren't you? No, no. <laughs> I think my the black part. type days in that area are long gone. <laughs> I think I'm back in maiden class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus